London calling to the faraway towns, now war is declared and battle come down. The iconic opening lines of London Calling, the immortal words of Joe Strummer of The Clash. Now, appropriately enough, London Calling is also the theme for this year's Runner's Choice London Distance Series, a collection of high-performance track meets. And many will be coming from faraway towns looking to do battle on the TD Waterhouse track when the series opens in just a few weeks, hosting the Canadian and Ontario 10,000 meter championships. Now, already some fairly impressive names have signed up to race the May 10th meet, including Kelly Weeb and Leslie Sexton. And this week on the Terminal Mile, we take a closer look at the event. We'll be chatting with special guest, reigning Ontario champion and rising star Sammy Jabril. We'll also be taking a peek into the training day of a top CIS athlete who will be racing the race, Blair Morgan. But first, we sit down and chat with Steve Weiler, director of the meet. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. You're tuned into the Terminal Mile. You can find us on all the major podcasting platforms, including Stitcher, iTunes, and TuneIn, as well as Tracky.ca. You can also find us on Twitter, at the Terminal Mile. And on this week's show, we're talking all about the London 10,000, going down May 10th at the TD Stadium in London, Ontario. Now, this meet is serving as the battleground for both the Ontario and Canadian Championships and the 10,000-meter distance. My first guest on today's show is the man behind the meet and all the meets in the London Distance Series, Steve Weiler. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Michael. First of all, I want to say congratulations. The London Distance Series is now in its 11th year. Now, what's interesting about this meet is that it'll serve as both the Ontario and Canadian Championships. Explain to me the logistics of it all. What sort of modifications to the meet did you have to do to make sure that this all works? Uh, well, uh, fortunately, we didn't have to change uh, too much. Uh, we've been working with uh, the same uh, technical director at Athletics Ontario for the past uh, decade and have a pretty good understanding of what we want to achieve there. And uh, basically bringing Athletics Canada um, into the mix this year uh, went really smoothly. Scott McDonald was on board uh, really with our previous format. Um, you know, it, it, it was working, right? People are running fast there and getting pretty good results. Um, so we were able to maintain uh, the previous format for pretty much everything. So continuing with uh, mixed gender races, we actually maintained our entry fees. They're cheaper than a normal Canadian championship entry fee uh, and all the rest of it. Um, and, and really, I think it comes down to the priority was just helping athletes to run fast and creating a great field. And I believe that's part of the reason that the 10,000 meters has been split off once again from the Canadian Championships. The 10,000 is an interesting race in that each runner has to be both physically and mentally engaged for an extended period of time. However, in the opinion of some, it doesn't make for an extremely exciting race to watch, like say the 1500, which is done in about four minutes. In fact, there are rumors floating around that it may be chopped from the next Summer Olympics. From your perspective, why the 10,000? What makes it a race worth keeping? Uh, well, I mean, you can take the, uh, the opinion that the longer the race, more, the more boring it is. But uh, having just watched the, uh, the full London, UK London Marathon uh, recently, that was a fantastic event. And I don't think a longer distance is necessary less interesting. It really comes down to what the athletes do during that uh, race. So in the 10,000, if you have a few years in a row at major championships where they just sit for 24 laps and kick it in, that gets pretty repetitive and and boring, um, whereas in some previous editions when there are, you know, big moves being made mid-race and 
and all that huge negative split sub 13 minute second 5Ks, that kind of thing. That that makes a fantastic race. Um, and, and it's the same thing at a more domestic level. Uh, last year, Sammy Jabril, who you're also having on this show, uh, made the men's race at the 10,000 just fantastic, taking over uh, relatively early on, winding up the pace, and then you know holding off the challengers at the end. Um, so 10,000 can be a fantastic uh, event. And part of the reason is whether it is or not on the chopping block, but you know being brought up in discussion for removal is simply that 10,000 is the track event being hit the hardest in terms of athletes that have the potential to race on a different surface, being the roads and make some money, uh, as opposed to you know racing on the track and not making much. Um, whereas, I mean, realistically, 200 meter runners don't have the option to go to a road race and make a thousand dollars the way a, a very strong 10,000 meter and 5,000 meter runner would. Um, so it's just it's impacted the most by the shift to the roads, big money in the event, uh, huge emphasis and big money in, in the marathon. So it makes sense. But we're we're very happy with what we've been able to do uh, in London and impressed with uh, groups like Felix's group in Laval have been able to do in building up strong 10,000 meter events in Canada and uh, keep the event going. Now, taking a look at the start list, there are a ton of notable runners ready to go on May 10th, including one of our former guests, Kelly Weeb. With that caliber of runner coming, what sort of special considerations do you have to take in to make sure that they have their best races? Um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, sometimes there isn't too much uh, in involved in you know an athlete at that level um, coming in, although you might think so. Uh, Kelly Weeb's actually raced here before, uh, came in to get after PCU 5,000 meter standard uh, a few years ago, um, and and there actually wasn't anything uh, special done for it. It was just it was at the time the strongest 5,000 meter race in Canada. It made sense for him to come in, and uh, and he had a great run. Leslie Sexton obviously competes in the London meets every year. Has run fantastic times. Her uh, her winning time last year at the London 10,000 is under the uh, Pan Am Games standard. Um, so you know that. That's already in place. Um, this year, with it being also the Canadian Championships, I was able to secure uh, support from the City of London Sport Tourism. Um, so to that end, we're able to help with accommodations uh, for athletes, essentially from outside of southwestern Ontario. Uh, so someone like Kelly flying in from out west, uh, the Quebec crews, of which there's a very large crew from both McGill Olympic Club and uh, the Laval Group, uh, we're able to help them out with uh, accommodations and then within our budget as well we'll be um, paying for rabbits and hopefully that can really help make it a fast race keeping with the topic of that strong field which i'm sure will only get stronger closer to race time uh, who will be the key racers to watch from your end are there any good storylines to follow going into this event as well yeah well as it currently stands i'm really excited to see uh kelly weeb sammy jabril and matt loisel all lining up together. Uh, obviously, we all or should all know what Sammy did last year um, and in his excellent road credentials to go along with that. Uh, but looking just more recently, Matt Loisel's getting back on track um, with his recent uh, second place at uh, the Young Street 10K, actually beating Sammy. And uh, Kelly Weeb, after an off run uh, a couple weeks ago at, um, I think it was Sunrun, bounced back real quick and had a solid one at a uh, Times Colonist. 10k out there uh 2908 or something like that mm -hmm. so uh it's a really really good top three on the men's side It'd be great to see a couple more people join them as well um other other storyline i mean realistically there'll be people going after pan am standard 
at the meet, uh, which obviously that kind of level has taken place before. But it'll be interesting to see not just, you know, if they're under Pan Am standard, but, but how far under, because really that'll be uh, the tale of how you get to Pan Am's, not just being under the standard, but being high enough in the rankings to actually make it. You know, with uh, Pan Am's and Worlds happening this summer and a few of the athletes in the race actually chasing those standards, uh, do you think that'll have any sort of effect on this race? I would hope so. Any athlete with a realistic chance of hitting the Pan Am or, or world standard, whatever they may be going for, um, I, I would presume is more inclined to get after the pace. Um, we'll we'll be doing our best to get rabbits uh, that'll take the field to about midway. And that was pretty much the um, agreed upon compromise when setting up the event for this year. We want to have it a balance between setting up a great field, um, you know, a fast time, and also making sure it's a true championship race. Um, so our, our intention is to have rabbits for the top men and the top women going either 4,000 or 5,000 meters with 5,000 at, at the furthest. And then after that, they step off and, uh, the athletes just get after that and, and race. Uh, now obviously on, on the men's side, which is such a strong top end, we may actually have trouble finding someone who, uh, can take in the 5,000 meters who's not, you know, already registered to run in the race. Um, but th there's enough guys there. I'm pretty confident they're going to be, you know, working together, getting after a fast time. And that's that's one of the great things that's that's happened at the London meets, or most of them anyway, in, in recent years, um, is it's it's somewhat become a culture of, like, getting after a fast time. People come down to London to run PBs and hit qualifying times and not, not just kind of dick around. Um, so it's it's great for the athletes to have that, mindset coming in and share that with their competitors also worth noting is uh is a very strong team presence which you mentioned a little earlier from a few clubs is that something that you're aiming for and uh you know how do you think that will affect the meet absolutely uh for the ten thousand to survive in canada it's it's going to take something like you know key groups key larger distance groups truly supporting one or two tens and same with the five um and, and supporting each other to that end um, so part of what's been successful so far in the build-up to this 10,000 is having other clubs, other coaches across Canada truly supporting the meet. Uh, and uh, as you can see in the entries even a week or so ago, um, the, the Quebec uh, athletes had uh, 15 or 16 or so uh, athletes entered pretty far out from the meet, just you know getting their names up there, showing their intention to run and trying to help build up the field. You can same thing, see the same thing from um, Kingston athletes as well. And Kelly Weeb contacted me uh, quite a while out, although I think he had a little scare maybe after Sun Run, but got his confidence back and he's all registered and good to go now. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's important for key clubs to be supporting um, something like this because athletes come when they have the expectation of running a good time. Um, and at, at this point, you can see that in previous years, there's there's strong results and they want to come down. Uh, but it partly comes down to a few of the key groups, um, you know, stating their intention and, and us knowing that they're going to be involved in the event. Um, so, yeah, it's, it should be good. You know, uh, with what seems to be a growing amount of road races and uh, recreational runners, has that translated into more people entering uh, things like the Runner's Choice uh, London Distance Series? No, I mean, that that's really a different demographic when you talk about recreational runners and then uh, a 10,000 with, you know, 20 guys all trying to break 32 minutes or whatever it'll actually end up being. Um, it's it's great that there's more people involved in the sport. And I mean, that's been changing for 
for decades now. Um, but it's it's more on the roads that they're doing that. And, and at our end, we're we're trying our best to get the road runners uh, aware of uh, track meets. And you could say the same thing for cross country. And part of what we need to do as a sport is uh, create a bit um, closer connection between those recreational uh, runners and, and the top end of the sport. It's something that they're doing very well over in the UK. And you can partly see it uh, through the broadcast of something like the, the 2012 Olympics or the recent London Marathon, um, is their, their presentation, part of it's just the people at the BBC. Um, they're trying to make a connection between, if you want to call it recreational, local level, or even club runners and the elite end. Um, and I was really impressed seeing uh, during some of their broadcasts that, you know, during kind of a little commercial break or intermission between Olympic track events, they're, they're literally saying, go down to your local track club, like join your local track club, get involved in the sport. Um, it's the kind of thing it'd be great to see an initiative like that from Athletics Canada and really push uh, in the Canadian scene for more, uh, you know, recreational runners and whatnot to get involved in, in the club scenes. Mm -hmm. Recreational runner could very well be your next uh, national level competitor if they, uh, you know, if they catch fire and really get interested in the sport and put the work in. You know, as mentioned, uh, this is just the first of five meets in the Runner's Choice London Distance Series. Uh, talk to me about the other meets you're hosting and uh, when they're happening. Yeah, so it's been a pretty consistent format the last few years. We try and have a strong 5 and 10 at some point in uh, May with middle distance events, um, you know, held alongside them. Uh, a big 1500, obviously, is a key thing now, usually in June. Um, we do uh, a meet on the Sunday of OPSA weekend. It's partly a matter of, uh, realistically, uh, most people aren't actually racing at OPSA because they're not in high school, didn't qualify or whatever. So try to fill that little bit of a gap there. And we finish up sometime, you know, early July or late June with a, a series finale. Uh, um, key difference this year is we had a group in Hamilton reach out to us uh, looking to coordinate on uh, you know dates and events a little bit, which is really nice to see. Um, so between our five meets and the two Hamilton Twilight series meets, we've tried to create a, essentially a seven meet uh, setup that you know each of the meets is conducive to athletes recovering in between and, and supporting the other events. Um, I'm pretty excited for 1500 meter night uh, with some of the changes in the championship championship event dates. Um, and so on. It's enabled us to go into uh, a very, very good date in June that I believe is uh, within all the qualifying windows, like national, international, whatever events, or at least most of them. Um, we we always haven't been able to get that. Sometimes we have to have 1500 meter night in July and it's no longer, you know, it can qualify you for Canadian juniors, at least for that year, Canadian seniors or whatever. So we've got a great date for 1500 meter night. We've got a nice setup with the uh, Harbor Track crew setting up uh, almost a, a warm-up meet uh, three days out with an 803,000 in Hamilton. And uh, I think that that's just going to be rocking on the 21st of June. For sure. In fact, I think that I saw a, uh, a tweet from, uh, from Justin Knight yesterday. Uh, looks like he might be thinking about doing that 1,500-meter uh, that night, which would be pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, for those who don't know, TD Waterhouse in London has tons of seating for the event, and I personally will be there to watch the whole thing. I wouldn't miss a race like that. But if London is a bit too far of a drive, uh, how can people follow along? 
Uh, well, we're trying to get um, a live video stream set up as we've done in previous years. Uh, for anyone that's followed that uh, tracky, which is really Adam, Adam Stacy, um, has helped us, you know, provide coverage and whatnot on the meets. He's over in the UK now, um, and so he's still going to help facilitate uh, the setup. But we're we're trying to organize the local level, ensuring that we can do a good job. We don't we don't want to have a you know a crappy stream that's cutting out and not formatted properly or whatever. Um, so our intention is to provide a live stream of the uh, the, the 10,000 meet, uh, 1,500 meter night, and then depending how successful at least the first one is, uh, we'll see about some of the other meets for this year. Um, but it, it will be a little bit more difficult with Adam across the pond this year. You know, any last details that you'd like to pass along about this meet? Uh, come out and watch. Come out and race. Um, it's uh, It really is a great event, the 10,000. It's it's very challenging. You need to be, you know, mentally and physically on your game. Um, but it's, I think it's the, the toughest event that a distance runner can do on the track. So if you really want to test yourself as a distance runner, it's a, it's a great race to do. Um, if not, or if you're, you know, focused on mid distance or, or whatnot, come on down and watch. I think the atmosphere at the London meets the last couple of years has been really, really good. For sure, for sure. Now, I'm going to spring this one on you uh, last minute, but since the Runner's Choice London Distance Series theme this year is uh, is London Calling, do you, uh, you know, what's what's your go-to Clash tune? What, uh, what, what song by them gets you really pumped up? Oh, God. Well, I mean, it, it, it is London Calling, although that seems like the easy answer. <laughs> But I mean, we can you can pretty much put that whole uh, well double album on uh, on repeat. We've got we've got it on like at my house there. We've got it on vinyl, uh, so playing one side at a time with the actual poster for it in the background. So um, yeah, we're pretty pretty big uh, Clash fans, and I've been looking to use you know something like that or you know Werewolves of London or or something as the theme for a few years. Uh, it's been fun to play around with different themes for the, you know, the meets um, over the years, and it, it was just such an obvious fit. We might be lazy and maybe keep it as this one for uh, for a few years, but uh, yeah, it was cool to do. And I, I remember uh, earlier in the year, um, I emailed Alex Wilkie, just kind of asking permission to, you know, use him on a, a poster that'd be a key promo for the series and and all that. I'm thinking all this. I mean, he's not that young but all this this young guy we'll see if he even knows who the clash are and <laughs> he sent me this great response and oh i love it clash are such a great band i can't wait for you know 1500 meter night and all that i actually believe the uh the correct answer to that is well death or glory train in vain probably train in vain before you know we could talk about clash songs all day i think but C. Wheeler is the uh, is the meet director for the London 10,000 meter meet, uh, host of both the Ontario and Canadian 10,000 meter championships. You can find him on Twitter at LRDC, and you can follow the London Distance series at London Distance. Thanks for being on the show today, Steve. Thanks for having me, Michael. My name is Blair Morgan. I run for the McMaster Marauders cross country and track teams. I will be running in the London Runner's Choice Distance Series 10,000 meter race uh, on May 10th, which serves as the Ontario and Canadian Championships. Uh, I'm seated with a 30.15. My goal time is to try and break 30. I have a feeling that's what a lot of the guys in there will be doing, so hopefully there's a good pack. Just get rolling, three minute Ks, get a lot of us under 30. Um, so a day in the life with my running, usually I'll get up around 8.30, have some food, 
hang out for a little bit and then do a morning run anywhere from 7 to 10k usually 30 40 50 minutes depending on the day and how i'm feeling and then come home from that and uh, if it's exams do some work if it's school year go to class and then in the afternoon three four i'll go for another run depending on the day um, if it's just an easy run i'll do anywhere from another 15 to 17k 60 70 minutes or if it's a workout day uh, we usually do three workouts a week we do hills uh, tempo run and then some kind of speed or track or interval work and then uh, have some more food, do some schoolwork, and try and get to bed before 11 o'clock. The London 10,000 meter meet is quickly coming up on May 10th at TD Waterhouse, and it will be playing host to both the Ontario and the Canadian Championships. One name that you should be sure to watch is Toronto's Sammy Jabril. Sammy took the victory at this exact meet last year in an exciting race and has had a fairly successful year so far on the roads. Thanks for being on the show today, Sammy. Hey, uh, thank you for having me. Let's do a quick flashback to your race last year in London at the Ontario Championships. The finish came down to a kick out of a final pack of four. You won in 29.43.9. Is that a race that really stuck with you? And what lessons did you take away from that race? Yeah, last year uh, I ran uh, London 10,000. And I think it was one of my best executed races. Um, Fairly even pace and a very fast finish. It was actually uh, almost a 60-second PB. And uh, going in, uh, there was a few guys who ran very fast. Tristan Woodfine came in with a sub-29 PB, and Aaron Hendricks also ran um, 13.50 that same weekend. So, I mean, the lesson I learned that that meet was uh, no matter how much faster your competitors are, you know, it's very important to run your own race. And uh, definitely was happy with the results. Already the field is shaping up to be very strong, with Kelly Weeb making the trek across the country and your own teammate Matt Luzell set to be on that start line. How do you think this race will be run in comparison to last year, strategy-wise? Yeah, well, uh, Kelly Weeb is having an awesome year. I mean, he's coming off a World Cross uh, year. He ran a, a very fast 10K uh, last week, uh, 10K. And uh, Matt Luzell also has been running really well on the roads as well as making a comeback here. And, uh, you know, with so many, so many uh, road guys in, in the strong field, I mean, I can definitely uh, expect it to be uh, an honest grind-out pace from the start uh, compared, compared to last year. Have you uh, set any goals for yourself uh, at this meet uh, as far as place goes or, or perhaps time? I think uh, the goal for me is to try to run a PB and uh, go head-to-head with uh, the top guys in the country uh, for the title. Now, already this year, you've uh, you've made some pretty strong showings at both uh, the Around the Bay 30K running a 135.47 and uh, at the Young Street 10K with a 29.59. Uh, how has this year been shaping up for you so far, and uh, how do you feel coming into this meet? Well, this, this year has been very progressive. Uh, um, I've been focusing on my speed mainly um, at the start of the year. I you know I've ran a few indoor races and I have a few road races under my belt so far of the year. Um, it's, it's been good. You know, I'm not sure I, I need to tell you that there's a huge difference between a 30K race and a, and a 10K race. Uh, with this crazy uh, winter and uh, with you working full-time, in fact, we're talking to you at work as we speak, uh, what does your training look like this spring and perhaps this past winter? Um, this Yeah, the spring is kind of business as usual. I mean, um, 
the winter was um, very had a very good uh, block of training. Um, like I said, um, I, I, I had some indoor races, um, uh, a 3K and a 5,000 indoors, and both were PBs. Um, you know, just just just, just simple uh, business as usual. Uh, the 10,000 has taken a, a few knocks over the years for not being really the most spectator-friendly race. Uh, you clearly seem to, to like the distance, though. What draws you to it? Um, I, I think uh, the 10,000 uh, is, is a challenging event, but also um, helps me uh, improve my half marathon distance as well as my 5K distance. Um, it also helps... Uh, make you into uh, a more well-rounded distance runner in general you know there's uh there's been a lot of buzz about you uh you know on the message boards and stuff like that about you trying your hand at the marathon is that an event that you see yourself ultimately competing in yeah um it's it's been about uh, a one-year plan i mean one year ago i i i thought of uh moving up to the marathon and uh it's just been making strides to uh uh, move to that distance uh, gradually and uh, yeah I mean it, the whole focus of 2015 for me is to run a solid uh, marathon at the end uh, in the fall of 2015. Do you have your eye on on any uh, marathon in particular? Yeah uh, Scotiabank. Um, uh, Scotiabank to run a waterfront marathon is uh, my goal uh, my goal race. Well, that's uh, that's uh, it's known to be you know a fairly flat and kind of a fast course as well. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping our eye uh, on that one. As I mentioned earlier, you've had one heck of a year so far. What do you think uh, your biggest accomplishment has been? You know, in this past year since you know racing that ten thousand meter meet last year. Oh, I definitely have to say uh, making the Shiba Akiden relay team uh, was probably my biggest ac- accomplishment of two thousand and fourteen. Um, it's it's my first uh, national team, and uh, I gained super valuable uh, experience uh, racing uh, the international field. You know, uh, you kind of answered it a little bit earlier with the, the marathon question, but there are a bunch of important meets and races happening over the next year. Uh, you know, what what else is on your radar besides the marathon? What eyes? What races do you have your eyes on? Um, I have um, Ottawa 10K planned. Um, uh, helped to do well. Uh, it's the Canadian Championships for 10K, and as well as um, Scotia Vancouver uh, Half Marathon as well. Um, another important race on my schedule. You train with the uh, Athletics Toronto Club and uh, Hugh Cameron as your coach, uh, both a club and a coach that have made great names for themselves. Uh, talk to me about training with those guys. How has it uh, made you better? Yeah, Hugh Cameron is the uh, head coach of Athletics Toronto. And um, he's been uh, coaching for a very long time, um, about 40 years. And he had the opportunity to be the national coach for the Olympics, World Champs, and Pan Ams. Um, He's he's, he's helped me um, believe in the process and uh, always encourages me to uh, think big. Dave Reed and Eddie Raposo are also my coaches, well-accomplished, also coming from an era of uh, less excuses and just simply hard work. Um, no Twitter or blogging. 
um, which I definitely respect, and I'm glad to be coached by these guys. All right, well, finally, you've been uh, to the Forest City a few times now. Uh, any places here that you like to stop at while you're in town? I actually haven't had uh, much opportunity to actually see uh, London. You know, it's always been uh, business back and forth. Uh, well, we uh, we look forward to the race uh, happening coming up in just a few weekends. It's the London 10,000 meter meet. Uh, you were the winner last year, and you are Sammy Drill. And uh, I would definitely suggest anyone to uh, to go down and check that race out. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Sammy. Thank you. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to our guests this week, Steve Weiler, Sammy Jabril, and Blair Morgan. Also to track you for their ongoing support, and to you for listening. If you find yourself in southwestern Ontario on May 10th, be sure to go check out the race. Details are up on tracky.com or by going to Twitter and following at London Distance. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. <laughs>